On the field, inside the clubhouse, and everything in between, this is Brewers Weekly. Here's Dominic Catronio. Hello, everybody. It's going to be live back in studio tonight. Brewers Weekly. I'm Dom Catronio. It's a lot more fun after you win a Bortle Battle series as opposed to the last series we had and the last show we had back in May after a Border Battle week. This is uh, a lot more fun to talk about. I'm Dom Catronio. Once again, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620 if you want to join us here on the show tonight. It's brought to you by Old National Bank. Old National Bank, get old. 855-616-1620. So we're going to start things off with the week that was and a reminder of the standings as things look right now. We've got some conversation, some audio from Willie Adamas coming up a little bit later here uh, from the clubhouse yesterday, another home run, uh, the some numbers to jump out to you about everything that's happened since those back-to-back days off that he had uh, two home stands ago. And, and then also we're going to talk a little bit about Tyrone Taylor. And I, I think Tyrone is... Certainly not flying under the radar anymore with the numbers he's put up over the last week. And he has been quietly stabilizing the outfield, getting some uh, positional versatility out there. And I'll explain what I mean by that in just a little bit. We'll preview the weekend that it is coming, and it's a jam-packed weekend. Of course, Josh Hader's return here in Milwaukee, but also some big returns. CeCe Sabathia is going to be here tomorrow night. Uh, and then Ben Sheets will be added to the Walk of Fame coming up on Saturday as well. So both those guys are throwing the first pitch over the weekend. They got a rowdy bobblehead uh, with his dogs coming up on Saturday. That'll be cool. Uh, And then wrap up the uh, homestand on Sunday with these Padres and then head on down to Wrigley Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Hop on the bus and get ready to go against the Cubbies and then come right back here next weekend. Let's start with the week that was, though. And a reminder, 35 games to go. 35 games to go. The Brewers are 70 and 57. They are three and a half games clear of both the Cubs and the Reds. Now, remember, the Cubs have two games fewer than the Reds do right now. Reds are 67 and 61. Cubs are 66 and 60. So it's a virtually identical record here uh, with those two teams actually actually matching up next weekend. Four games in three days, and that's going to be massive. Then you look at the current wild card standings as we're, there are a few games happening right now that could certainly impact that. But as we look at things with the, as I'm recording this, this game will be over by the time we're done on this live show. The Cubs and the Pirates are playing right now and is in the bottom of the eighth in Pittsburgh, three to three right now. So you're going to get a lot of reaction from me of what's going to happen. Uh, in that one, another big series happening starting tonight over the weekend—a four-game set for the wild card. The Reds are in Arizona, and they've got four games with the Diamondbacks, who've been playing better as of late. And this wild card gets very entertaining. Right now, the Phillies lead the wild card at 69 and 58. They're two and a half games clear of the teams that are all bunched up now. Okay, the Giants are free falling right now. The Giants are currently outside of the wild card picture right now. It is. Both teams of the Central that are in. Now, that's going to certainly change by the end of the weekend because Arizona is facing Cincinnati and uh, Chicago will be taking on the Pirates and they'll certainly maybe gain some ground there. But as of now, Philly's the one, then Chicago and Cincy are the two and three. You put Arizona and San Francisco both with a 66 
and 61 record. They're a half game outside looking in, and San Francisco has been awful as of late. Miami is still two games back. They're 65 and 63, and I've already called them dead. I've called them dead a month ago that the San Diego Padres are six games back, but I think the Brewers are going to officially put the nail in the coffin this weekend. Winning a series could certainly get things going. So the week that was, let's just remind everybody, the Brewers, somebody asked me earlier today, they can't beat good teams. Why can't they beat good teams? What are you talking about? They've struggled with the bad teams, if we're being honest. They swept the Rangers at their place and sent them into a tailspin. They've... 10-3 10-3 and three against the Reds. Are they a bad team? No. I think it's hilarious that the Brewers, listen to this in the AL West. The AL West is maybe the most competitive division in baseball this year. And yes, I'm taking them over the AL East because the Yankees suck and the Red Sox suck. But the AL West, the Brewers against the Astros, no problem, won that series. Brewers against the Mariners, won that series three out of four, or sorry, swept them three games in Seattle. Rangers swept them in Arlington. Angels won the series here at American Family Field. The Oakland A's, I, I forgot what happened. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't, but isn't that, isn't that funny how baseball works? You get swept by the A's at home, but you beat everybody else in the hardest division in baseball. You lost the series at home to the Red Sox, and I know I just said they sucked, but that was in April. Things change. You also... Uh, you still have a series lurking with the Yankees coming up in a couple of weeks, and that'll be uh, entertaining. But then you look at the rest of it. They they were playing their worst baseball when they played the Rays. They dropped two out of three down in Tampa, but they won a series against Baltimore. They took two out of three here against the O's. So there's another good team on the other side. If you want to talk about the Dodgers and the Braves, that's fair. The Brewers went one and five against those two teams. But nonetheless... They still have a chance to win the season series against both the Cubs and the Reds. And quite frankly, they've already won it against the Reds. And quite frankly, with all this smack talk about how bad the NL Central is, oh my God, it's so bad, it's so bad. And yet people want to disparage the Brewers if they win both series, right? If they get the job done, then what's there to say? They did what they were supposed to do, right? And you can't give them any credit for that? Last year, the Brewers lost the season series against the Cubs. Certainly would have loved to take a few more of those games, given the Brewers missed out on the playoffs by essentially a game and a half. The Cubs are in it, man. This week is going to be uh, very interesting. The next seven days, as the Brewers get three against the Padres, three against the Cubs, before they come right back here uh, at home to take on the Phillies, which will also be a massive series. Let's talk a little offense coming up next. Let's talk about... Willie Adamas and some numbers that jump out at me. 855-616-1620. Once again, 855-616-1620. Worth you till 9 o'clock tonight, right here on your home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Back with more Brewers Weekly after this. Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Welcome back. Dom Catronio with you. Let's talk about Willie Adamas, shall we? We've talked a lot about Willie lately. Willie is the lifeblood of this team. We know that. And when he struggles, the Brewers feel it too. And it's no coincidence that the Brewers... I just want to read a few of these numbers for Willie this season. In wins and in losses. Okay? Willie Adamas, when the Brewers hit a home run, that's not just this season, but since he became a Brewer, Willie Adamas, is the Brewer, when he hits a home run, 
When Willie hits a home run, the Brewers are 53 and 15. 53 and 15. Just hitting a home run. Doesn't matter the difference, doesn't matter how big it is, doesn't matter the timing of it. 53 and 15 since he joined the Brewers. Pretty simple number to understand there. Or how about this year in 63 wins that he's played in? He's got an 880 OPS. Okay. 880 OPS in 63 wins this year. In 52 losses that he's played in, he's got a 457 OPS. Half. Batting average, 272 in wins, 138 in losses. Again, about half. This isn't breaking news, but I think the one that really jumps out to me, the number that is everything, slugging. Willie's a power-hitting shortstop. He's a rare breed. You don't see many power-hitting shortstops. And he slugs 533. That includes doubles. But he doesn't hit many doubles this season. 533 slug in wins, 228 slug in loss. So you get what I'm saying. This guy is going to play every day down the stretch. He is going to be important for the offense, being in the 4-5-6 spot, somewhere in there. And all the folks that are saying, "Oh, it's you know, just get somebody else, go do something different." Who are you gonna? What are you gonna do? I just, I've never understood that. There's not, there's a domino reaction here, right? Take him out of the lineup, okay? So Bryce plays short. Who plays second? Monasterio. Okay, well he's been scuffling lately too. You want him out of the lineup? Then you got Brian Anderson, a third. He's been scuffling lately too. You want him out of the lineup? See how this works? It's a chain reaction. But I think Willie. He's starting to click, and he talked to us yesterday in the clubhouse after the game about he's always really stuck with his routine and really enjoying the process. I don't know. You know, I think the, the work we've been doing is paying off right now, you know, uh, but I'm still doing the same routine, same stuff, and, you know, it's just it's just going right right now, you know. It's hopefully we can continue to, to do that to help the team to win more games, and, you know, hopefully I can... Uh, And it's been 12 days since he had that double off day, right? In those 12 games, he's hitting 319 with a 980 OPS. I mean, Brewers are 9-3 in that stretch, too. The only three losses being in L.A. In those first seven games, he was only 5 for 25, though, so you're worried, is he really making the adjustment? He also had 10 strikeouts. But since then... He's 10 for his last 22 with six strikeouts, but three homers. And I pressed Willie on sticking to the same process. Did you feel like you were losing it? Like, man, why am I doing the same thing over and over? And then Adam McAlvey helped me out and pressed him. Like, well, what exactly adjustments were you making? And I thought he had a really great answer about why he stuck to the process and what's worked for him. Yeah, I mean, that's how it goes. I feel like everybody has a routine. Everybody is stick with it. If it works, I mean, sometimes you're going to make adjustments. You're going to, you know. Uh, adjust your swing to some, you know, some parts of, of your swing. But uh, I'm just trying to, you know, stick with my plan and whatever I've been doing for the past couple of years. And you know, I feel like it worked the past couple of years. So you know, I'm gonna stick with it. But obviously, we did some stuff to try to figure out, you know, to try to get it back, and you know, it worked. So I'm just happy that. Is getting better, you know. Hopefully, we can keep it that way. Really, what were some of those things? Were there some like changes in your swing, or is it uh, more 
up here? It's more like, I feel like it's more just the way I'm preparing myself before the game, you know, in practice. I think that's what's helping me. Uh, I think that's what, do, that's what I'm doing different. It's like, I feel like I'm now I'm just putting my body in a good position since, like, first swing in the cage. So I think that's what I'm doing different now. And, you know, hopefully I can keep getting better. And, and he talked about the last couple of years. And he's also got a familiar face in Ozzie Timmons, of course, now on this coaching staff. But as I look at the numbers, and I try to get under the hood here for Willie Adamas, just play along with me here. I like to do this with the listeners. Just play along with me. Do you think his strikeout rate is higher or lower this year versus last year? What do you think is higher? Last year's strikeout rate or this year's strikeout rate? Think to yourself. Think for a moment. They're virtually identical. 26.9 last year, 26.7 this year. Okay. What about his walk rate? Do you think he's walking more this year or last year? Think for a second. If he answered more this year, you'd be right. Because remember, he had that great April where he was actually led the team in walks in April. And then he just stopped taking walks. And know what he's been doing lately? Being more selective, working the count more. He's not ever going to be a guy that's going to draw more than a 12% walk rate. That's league average, right? We're more like a, you know, that's an elite walk rate, I should say. He's actually got an above league average walk rate for this season. 9.7. Last year was 7.9. Now, this is splitting hairs, right? We're trying to find something. I'm looking at hard hit rates. I'm looking at what's going wrong. And then I see, I see the culprit. What he's been doing against breaking balls, which we knew that. We knew he struggled with breaking balls, but it's the slug against breaking balls. You look at batting average on a particular pitch, it's a little misleading sometimes because it tells you just on the balls in play what he's doing to them, hit or not, right? Doesn't include swings and misses, doesn't include anything like that. So you can see, oh, a 194 batting average last year on breaking balls and a 199 batting average on breaking balls this year. He's the same guy. No, not quite. Last year, he had 14 homers on breaking balls. This year, he's only got three. So I, I see a guy that's struggling to identify the slider. And, you know, you watch enough of Willie Adamas, you can certainly say the same. And his run value this year, that's an advanced stat. Run value basically tells you, hey, how many runs are you scoring based off of this in particular pitch, right? Are you hitting for power? Are you hitting for average? Are you worth, how many runs are you worth against this pitch? Last year, he was plus 11 against sliders meaning he handled sliders fine. This year, it's minus nine. It's a full 20-run difference one year to the next. And he's seeing more breaking balls now. And here in the last couple of weeks, we've seen him take them more. And I think that is going to be the major key moving forward, being patient. I'm fine if Willie works you know, a five-pitch, six-pitch count. And if he works it count well, and he swings at a slider in the zone and misses, okay, he's swinging at his own. But I don't want to see the chase. And I think Willie doesn't want to see the chase. And I know the Brewers don't want to see the chase either. But that's what it comes down to. Breaking balls? I'm not asking him to hit it off you know, off the wall every time, but the fact that he's only got three homers on breaking balls this year, and he had 14 last year, his slugging on breaking balls is only 317, 170 points less than it was last year. That's your culprit right there. And even the batting average on the fastballs is down a little bit. 
But when you're shielding to the breaking ball so much, the fastball has to suffer. I still think he's due for a really big September, and I'm really excited to see what he does here at the end of August. And I can see the signs. The patience is coming. They don't need him to be all of the power, but it's coming. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Let's talk about Tyrone Taylor up next. He's been a great story as of late, too. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620 right here on WTMJ. WTMJ News Time is 8.30.28. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. Keeping an eye on this Cubs game right now. For those listening on the podcast, you know this you already know the results of the game, but it's 3-3, bottom of the ninth in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has first and second two outs for Key Brian Hayes, so maybe it'll be over by the time this segment is over. Get to the text line here, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Mike in Kohler, will the Brewers call up anybody Deadline is next week, right? Who will be called up? Uh, that is not true. That is a... I don't know why that has come about as of late. The player just has to be in your organization by September 1st. They do not have to be on the 40-man. They do not have to be on the 26-man active roster by September 1st to be eligible for the postseason. They just have to be in your organization by September 1st. Uh, the thought for me... The only... I really don't see any position players being called up, uh, and that includes Keston, unless there's an injury. I just don't see it happening. I think this is the team they're going to go into battle with. I really do. Unless there's an injury or a drastic uh, underperformance uh, in the next two and a half weeks. But the only person I could see being called up would be Keston, and that's excluding the back and forth of Abraham Toro whenever somebody's injured. Okay, I'm meaning somebody up here to stay and take at-bats. But appreciate the the text there, Mike. Let's talk about Tyrone Taylor. Tyrone Taylor, remember, has had some injuries to deal with this year. He's had an elbow issue that plagued him throughout really all of spring training. He had to miss the first month and a half, returned against Colorado, had that epic start where he had nearly three outfield assists. He had two, he had a homer, but the Brewers got swept in that series. But then it started to bark on him again, and he really struggled in June, and the Brewers decided to put him back on the injured list. And Kurt Hogue had these numbers, and it was pretty jarring looking at how tough it was in his first 31 games and how it's been in his last 30 days. His first 31 games, he hit 153 with only a 224 slugging percentage and a 25% strikeout rate. Whereas in his last 30 days, he's got a 340 batting average and a 698 slugging percentage, nearly 700. He's got nine extra base hits in that time, excuse me, 10 extra base hits in that time, and he's only striking out 12% of the time. It's a stark contrast from what's been going on with Joey Weimer. Tyrone Taylor, in his own words, of just what's been working for the last week or so. I'm making a good amount of contact. I'm swinging at good pitches for the most part. Um, yeah, just putting the ball in play and good things are happening sometimes sometimes that's how it goes and other times it goes the other way so just thankful for it I'm going my way right now and happy to contribute for the team and what's wild in the last week for Tyrone he's only got one strikeout in his last six games 20 at bats just one strikeout he's also got three walks three doubles a triple and a homer 10 for 20 500 batting average and out of the bottom of your order out of the nine spot, 
sign me up. And I think the Brewers, they'll probably use Tyrone offensively. This is what they, they know he can do. As opposed to Joey Weimer, who you know was forced into everyday play. Maybe he wasn't quite ready. A couple of things that I worry about with, with Weimer is, number one, a high ground ball rate for a guy that should be hitting the ball in the air. He's got a 46% ground ball rate. And his strikeout rate, 27%. That's five points higher than league average. And if Tyrone's not going to be striking out quality at-bats, and Craig Council said it yesterday, the Brewers have been getting rewarded for putting the ball in play. You need to put the ball in play. I mean, look how they won the game yesterday. They put the ball in play with two strikes on Yoan Durant. That's that's the name of the game. And if Joey Weimer's not putting the ball in play, it's going to be Tyrone Taylor, who's been doing it. Craig Council has showed this all season long. If your bat is hot, you are in his lineup, period. Andre Monasterio hadn't let go. Now he's starting to scuff a little bit, and Brian Anderson's going to get in there a little bit more, I'd imagine. Owen Miller was in there all of May because he kept hitting. He was the only guy hitting. But now he's scuffled, and he's out, and he's down in AAA. Tyrone Taylor's hitting. He's in there now. Carlos Santana's been hitting homers. He's in there. Mark Canna's been hitting. He's in there. They are sticking with the bats that they know they can do. But for Tyrone, I mean, I, I, the home run he hit yesterday into the Miller Lite beer pen, I mean, that was a shot. Left center field, up the middle. He's been hitting the opposite field. He's been hitting up the middle. We saw a couple oppo extra base hits in Texas. I asked him about his approach being, when he's going opposite field and up the middle, is that a sign that he's all the way back? Yeah, you know, I've been I've been working on um, staying closed instead of flying open, and I think that's the that's the biggest uh, result that I've noticed for myself that I'm uh, thankful for and proud of because uh, it's it's cool to be working on something so hard in the cage and seeing it come into fruition and it's going good right now and hopefully we keep it rolling. Got to keep it rolling. He's been great to watch. And the defense, obviously, Weimer's defense is better. But the versatility that I mentioned at the top of the program, he can play left if they want to give Yelly a DH day. He can play center because Freelich's hamstring has been bothering him. And he can play right because he's played a majority of his time out there and right. But when you look at Freelich, and I talked to him yesterday in the clubhouse, he's feeling better. And the MRI that the Brewers did came back clean, so it's just kind of a day-to-day feeling. And, and also, if I'm being honest... I'm telling Sal, it's okay to take a breather. Hopefully you just sat all day today. Because they might, quite frankly, need his legs as much as they need his bat. Meaning, you know, as long as Tyrone continues to provide, and Canna can play the outfield too for now, but in the event that maybe a left-handed starter comes in and they stick lefties and they want to give Sal a day off, and he can come in and be a pinch runner... That's going to come really in handy down the stretch here for the crew. But they expect Sal to be feeling better tomorrow. Now they're going to let and see. They didn't want to get ahead of themselves. They still could retroactively place him on the injured list if they need to. So they they only got to miss another week if they wanted to put him on the IL and bring somebody up. But uh, it sounds like he feels okay. And we'll see what it's going to look like tomorrow against the Padres. So let's talk Padres. Let's talk about the weekend that will be. It's a jam-packed weekend coming up right here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. 
Welcome back, Dom Catronio. We're with you till the top of the hour. It's going to be a fun week coming ahead here for the Brewers and the Padres. And, of course, it is the first game as a visitor for Josh Hader. It's going to be a wild weekend because CeCe Spathy is going to be here on Friday. Ben Sheets is going to be here on Saturday. Literally looking forward to it. This will be a fun weekend, rocking. And I'm sure there's going to be some sort of tribute, some sort of uh, thank you message given to a hater. He deserves all your applause. I, I think the Brewers have learned their lesson, as we saw this year's trade deadline, and the rumors that we saw from this year's trade deadline. L- let me just address that real quick. The Pete Alonzo stuff, I don't care. I truly could not care less. Is he here? No? Then I don't care. So stop tagging me in it. I don't. I, I read it. I saw what Ken Rosenthal said. But who cares? I feel the same way about this as as I did when Mark Adonacio addressed the media after the hater deal last year and said, well, we almost got Juan Soto. I don't care. You didn't. And I'm not even saying that as a knock. I, I get it, trying to create an assignment. There's interest. I don't think fans realize how many calls actually go out. Okay, the Moneyball scene is a little exaggerated, but it's not that far off. But it's mostly texts and calls, things of that nature. Anyway, got off the track. I don't care about the Alonzo thing, and I don't know if he's as much of a fit as you think he is. Anyway, this week, Brandon Woodruff tomorrow against Yu Darvish. That's going to be an awesome matchup. Yu Darvish just became... Uh, the had the uh, most strikeouts for a Japanese-born pitcher. Uh, just broke that record in his last start. He hasn't had the same year as usual, but Darvish will go against Woodruff tomorrow. That'll be a 7-10 first pitch. Saturday at 6-10, it'll be Freddie Peralta going against Pedro Avila. And then finally on Sunday, it'll be Adrian Hauser and Michael Waka. So that would tentatively... Line up Wade Miley for Monday in Chicago, Corbin Burns for Tuesday, and Brennan Woodruff on Wednesday. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, a reminder on the festivities happening this week. CC throwing out the first pitch, and the first 20,000 fans are going to get the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel poster finishing what he started. You know, the, the great... After the uh, the clinch in 2008, that was awesome, iconic shot. Then the Saturday, it'll be Ben Sheets into the Walk of Fame, also throwing the full first pitch that day. That'll be uh, very fun to see. And the Rowdy Telez bobblehead. So I'm fired up for that with the dogs on it. That's going to be a fun weekend. And the Padres, I- I'm excited to talk to Bob Melvin and Craig Council. I'm o- I'm hoping to. Get each of them on each other. I've got Brewers warm up each of the first uh, each of the games this weekend, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. And and Bob's been obviously going through it with a team that's underperforming. But Bob Melvin is one of the biggest influences on Craig Council's managerial career. And you got to remember me with my Oakland A's background. I've, I've seen Bob firsthand. I've known Bob for a while, and I think he's an amazing manager. And I don't think it's his fault that this team. Is struggling, but I understand that somebody's got to fall on the sword, and it may be him here at the end of the year. But Craig Council talked about it with 
in spring training about Bob Melvin that when he was with the Diamondbacks, Bob Melvin was, that he just saw it instantly. And Bob always said about Craig, like, yeah, we knew he was going to be manager. There's no one surprised that he's doing what he's doing right now. So I'm excited to get a little bit out of those guys talking about each other in what should be a fun weekend uh, against the the dads, the Padres. That's coming up. Let's talk some playoff scenarios. But before I do that, checking in on the Cubs and the Pirates. They are into extra innings as uh, they are heading to the bottom of the 10th inning right now. A two-run top of the 10th for the Cubs. The placed runner scored, and it looks like an error score. It was a mess. It was a a, a two-run score there. So it'll be Albert Alzali going for the save in the bottom of the 10th inning for the Cubs to try to win to move to three games back heading into the weekend. Uh, Let's talk playoffs, talk about what the other teams got going on and uh, what we're looking for. What do you want to see happen? I want to address this text real quick, too. What happened to Bob Uecker, second game against Twins? Just day off, totally fine. No no big worries. You know, it gets hot at the ballpark. Just gave him the day off. He'll be back. I'm told A-OK tomorrow. So no one panic. It's totally fine. See you tomorrow. Uh, Let's talk about the playoff picture, and this should be a lot of fun. Stay with us. Brewers Extra Knicks. Back with more Brewers Weekly after this. Welcome back. Dom Catronio. Fifteen minutes or so left here on the program. So looking at things right now in the American League, man, the AL West is so much fun. Rangers lead. Astros got beat up today. They're a game and a half back. Rangers 72 and 54. Astros 72 and 56 now. 17 to 1 today. Yeesh. Out there in Houston. Uh, but the Rangers, actually, that game just went final, so they lost today as well against the Twins. Carlos Correa still uh, tormenting the Rangers. So 7 to 5, Twins win that game. So it is still a one game advantage for the Rangers. The Mariners idle tonight. But they are getting ready to start a series. Looks like they are at home hosting the Kansas City Royals. So that looks like a few more wins there, if we're being honest. The Royals are, or excuse me, the Mariners are a game and a half back. Now they're going to be a game back since both those teams lost today. 71 and 56. Look out, man. Look out, the Mariners. I said on Wisconsin's Morning News at the very beginning of the season when the Brewers got off to that ridiculous start they got off to, Vince Vetrano asked me, all right, so who are the Brewers facing in the World Series? And I said the Seattle Mariners, even when they were in that slow start. I was just telling a colleague here in the building, I don't know if you have the same feeling as me. It, I know we talked about it briefly, like, oh, can they catch that two seed? Can the Brewers earn that first round bye? We all knew the Dodgers were going to wake up, guys. We all knew. And we talked about the Diamondbacks in June, right? Oh, my God, the Diamondbacks, they're leading the West. Look how fun they are. And then it seems like after that series against the Brewers, they fell apart. But no one's surprised about Braves-Dodgers, but I have this eerie feeling that the winner is going to be out of the American League this year. And yes, I know that means it's not a Brewer. I get that. But I feel like the Braves... They got their ring in 21, and they're a great team. Don't get me wrong. They're a fantastic team. And quite frankly, it's probably more likely for them to win the World Series right now than any other team. But doesn't it feel like the 90s all over again? They've built this core. They've built this incredible team that is performing like crazy in the regular season. 
but then is going to run into the actual dynasty of this era, and that is, in my opinion, the Houston Astros. I think the Astros are ridiculously talented. They are so good. And I know they got blown out today, but man, they've done it before. They've been there, done that. Another t- another uh, a host asked me, well, who are you more afraid of in the National League if, if it's not going to be the Braves and the Dodgers. And I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm certainly afraid of either of those teams. But man, if the Cubs end up as that third wild card, and the Brewers can obviously knock them out of it by winning you know, four of two or maybe even five and one in these six games, and it gets very interesting. But man, the Cubs scare me. The Cubs truly scare me. I really don't want those last three games of the year to matter, but you know they will because you're a Brewers fan. You know that. They've been there. They've got. I was looking at their roster today. They have so many veterans that have been in World Series. Jan Gomes, 2019 World Series with the Nats. Cody Bellinger, Dodgers every year, World Series in 2020. Dansby Swanson, won it all in 2021. Then you've got Ian Happ, who's been a part of those great core years. He was drafted into the organization in 2016 when they won it all. You look at what they've got pitching-wise. Kyle Hendricks, of course, is the lone remaining member of that team if you exclude David Ross, their manager. But they've added some guys that are veterans that have been there. I don't think the Reds have been there. They don't know any better, though. I also think the Orioles are really darn good. The AL Central stinks, though. I'm I'm not going to lie about that. Just some waxing playoff thoughts, because right now, coming into the day, the American League playoff picture looks like The Rays, the one seed, they are five games clear of the Rangers, or excuse me, of the Astros. Then the Astros in the two seed and the Mariners in the three seed, the Blue Jays are a game back. The Red Sox are four games back, but I just saw them myself in in, uh, Houston on Tuesday. They they don't got it. They they don't got it. They ain't going to catch either one of Seattle or Toronto here. And New York most certainly does not have it of them trying to catch and uh, make something happen, but... I, I don't know if you feel the same way as me. Is that I feel like the champion is going to come out of the American League. There's a lot happening out there. There's some really darn good teams over there. And it's going to be more, and the story will be the disappointment of the Braves and not the, oh my gosh, look at this World Series champion. And I could be completely wrong and the, the Braves steamroll everybody because that's the most obvious answer. But I don't know. Just Just waxing poetic here. Just saying we've seen this. Seen this film before. It just takes a team get hot. I mean, look at last year. The Braves didn't react well from that bye. Neither did uh, neither did the Dodgers. So maybe the bye is not a good thing. Maybe it's good to be the hot team coming in if the Brewers are going to make it out of the wild card round. Just, just a thought. Uh, some last big picture thoughts around the league. Talking about Otani. Talking about Strasburg. So we wrap up the program right after this. More Brewers Weekly coming up on WTMJ. Two minutes left in the show. Last couple texts. Hey, we're not that far back from the re- from the West record-wise. 20 and 15 the rest of the way. That's 90 wins. Very doable. I agree. And there were people in this state and on this program that laughed at me saying that this team could win 90 games back in May. People laughed at me. They laughed at me, Isaac. Look who's laughing now. I just got a text saying they could win 90 games. Huh. Shocking. Okay, real quick here as I'm up against the uh, clock. The Shohei Otani news just deflated me. 
Oh, man, that sucks. In case you missed it, he's got a torn UCL again. They are seeking a second opinion on his MRI. He's obviously not going to pitch the rest of the year, but he is still going to be able to hit. He's going to hit this weekend against the Yankees. But, man, I feel bad, man. It's just, if I was the Angels, I get it. I did it I did it right. You know, you, you went after it. You added some deals. You don't know if you're going to be able to get them. I don't know if he's going to... I, I, I don't know if he's going to get a second Tommy John. You always worry about that. Does he become a closer when he comes back on the side of that? I don't know. But man, that dude can hit. And now he's just going to focus on hitting the rest of the way. And I hope this doesn't cloud our judgment for what he can be when he's at his peak. And maybe a new another new elbow could really work out for him like it's working out for Justin Verlander right now. But... It certainly adds a wrinkle to the fascinating case that will be his free agency and his contract that will come coming up uh, this offseason. And the other thing, speaking of elbows and speaking of arms that have gone bad, Steven Strasburg, today the Washington Post reporting that he is planning on retiring. Steven Strasburg has not thrown a pitch in a big league game since the 2019 World Series when he was World Series MVP. Washington Post had a great expose on it talking about everything really encourage you to check that out because man that dude was electric when he came up and they shut him down for his innings limit when they were in the hunt there in 20 what was that 2016 when they were first getting into the hunt man what a special talent that we uh unfortunately not going to see pitch again as he is planning on retiring and there's some serious nerve damage i guess that very worried about for his quality of life moving forward but again the washington post has it steven strasburg man what an incredible talent and the story that he was coming up into the show. All right, Brewers, Padres, 7-10 tomorrow, 6-10 on Saturday, and 1-10 on Sunday. We'll be on the air at 6. I've got you for Brewers warm-up. For Isaac Marquardt, I'm Dom Catronio. We'll see you next time. Until then, keep on swinging.